This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 60. Can you seriously believe 60? No. We're a senior citizen podcast. (laughs) (laughs) The morning routine. Yeah, so welcome to our 60th episode of the podcast. I am Becky Higgins, and with me is my friend and my co-host, Becky Proudfit. What up? 60 episodes. I don't know why that feels like such a big deal. I I just felt like that was like really important. I don't know. I think it's coming off the heels of our one 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 year, year which was not a significant number in terms of the number of episodes, but it was one year. I don't know. Listen, we celebrate every little milestone. So 60 is a really exciting thing. I'll tell you what I'm not excited about. What's that? You've rubbed off on me. Oh, dear. In all the best ways. Mm -hmm. And I feel empowered when I am put together. And I am not put together today. Like How far you've come. Because I remember (laughs) you recording unshowered with no makeup with fuzzy socks folded over sweatpants. There's nothing wrong with that. And feeling delightful about it. I felt really good about it. I felt a lot better about it than being put together. And now... I feel like if I'm not put together, I'm not feeling that polished feeling of like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm doing your, this. You haven't put on your uniform. That's what right. it is. I know. And I don't have a uniform of any kind today. I am as unattractive as I can possibly well, be. Well, me too. We went hiking this morning. <laughs> we sure did. Before recording because uh-huh. that's what we do. Yeah. I don't think I'm looking all that great. I just would like to record on days that we don't hike right before because I just want to feel pretty. When I record, I will say I do have a new special. I can't pair believe I'm hearing these words coming from my own. I know. Mouth. I'm like, who are you? Okay, what are you saying? I'm pretty excited about my new glasses. Yeah, and I'm feeling pretty scholarly. Um, so I actually had LASIK eye surgery. So this is in fact not actual prescription glasses, but they're the kind that block the blue light from your device, which is a problem in our current society in general. It really is. And it's actually like, Mm -hmm. I I think it's a problem. We don't even realize what a big deal it is, but I've actually been getting headaches more frequently. And Taylor told me that you're having a hard time going to sleep. Sometimes if you're on your screen right before you're Mm -hmm. like having a hard time falling asleep. Sometimes I write right before I go to bed and it Mm -hmm. takes me a little while. Anyway, I have some new fancy glasses, so I feel smarter. You look smarter. Thank you. But are you actually smarter? Yeah, of course, because I bought the glasses. Hello. <laughs> well, let's be um, very transparent. It was a two-pack. What did you do with the second pair? Uh, I gave them to Beck because I knew that she also gets headaches and is on her computer a lot. What I don't think our listeners would know is that, and I don't think you've known, I don't think you know this. Did you know what? that I started wearing glasses in the third grade and wore them my entire life until I got LASIK in... What year was it? Ooh, it was um, six, 2006. So 13 years. Do you know that I started wearing glasses in the third grade and wore them up until I got LASIK in 2006? Stop it. You are lying. I'm totally serious. You are lying. Totally serious. You're not making this up not at all? Not making it. We third literally grade, just learned this about- I got glasses. <laughs> I had to wear them all the time. Oh my gosh. And then I got LASIK. Okay, did you ever thing. get contacts in the middle of this situation? I, I did, actually. How but old were I, you? Uh, it was when I went to work for Disney. Okay. Oh, and, so you were older, too. Yeah, and we yeah. found out that my eyes don't do so well with contacts. I have scratched my corneas, like, a lot of times. Don't do that. Because my eyes are really dry. <laughs> Moral of the story, LASIK was the most life-changing thing it really was it really was (laughs) that is probably a sponsor that we should consider for the show right seriously (laughs) so I bet you didn't know this (laughs) 
sorry, we're just oh in, dear, what? we're in storytelling mode, and we got to yes. get to the show. Um, but I didn't get contacts until my senior year, so I was younger than you yeah. were when you went to Disney and worked. But I was a senior in high school. But keep in mind, I had been playing sports all this time with the glasses, without the glasses. Oh yeah, I would totally. No, can you picture what happened? You probably weren't very good. <laughs> I think I was decent. So I was on the, on the high school basketball team. I know. Bags. Did you run into walls? <laughs> How good do you think you could have been if you could actually see the net? Listen to this. I kid you not. I could not make this up if I tried. I get contacts. The next game we play, I set a school historical record for three pointers. Shut your in face. One game. You're like, imagine that. If you can see your goal, you actually can... Play like a boss. I am dying right now. That's like crying tears. No, it really like I I think I still hold the record. <laughs> okay, this, okay, that part this I'm really up. this really supports the fact that we have to go and do a hometown tour. I know we've been talking about that. We'll do it. Okay, listen, let's get to our okay. iTunes review and get on with the show. Although I'm kind of enjoying the stories. I had no idea that we both got our glasses in third grade. Before we share an iTunes review, can yeah. I share something actually? Oh, since sure. We're going off topic. Okay, let's as do we it. Were, I mean, you know, telling our children. We have a really to great topic. topic. We promise we're going to get to. Yes. But since you guys are our girlfriends, hanging out with us anyway. Okay, so remember a few episodes ago, I was talking about how sometimes people associate me with with things that happen at um, the Becky Higgins brand. Yeah. And sometimes call me Yoko Ono. On, and you have a really good sense of humor about on it. On secret Facebook pages. <laughs> it's fine. I got the greatest DM today and it okay. seriously made my life. So I'm going to read you part of it. Aww. She said, hey, I just wanted to send you some love on this Friday. You are so not Yoko Ono. You're George Martin, the fifth Beatle that lifted them to higher levels. Aww. Isn't that precious? That's so sweet. First of all. First I all, love the fact that she even knew that. I also don't know who George is, so I I believe her. He's probably a pretty big deal. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> and I loved that. That seriously warmed my heart today. It warms my heart as well, because that is not how the majority of people feel. But, you know, I've been thinking about that too, really. The majority of people feel what? About you. That's yeah. not how the majority of people no, feel. No, I don't think But that's you've how seen majority... a couple of comments, and, you know, you do, you, I mean, you do have a good sense of humor, but you also are like, it doesn't affect you because it doesn't change who you are. No, not at all. And, and you know what you add and I know what you add. So like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's all good. Really. So, um, but it means a lot to me as well. And, and thanks you guys for reaching out to BP with all the love and the support. Cause can really, we please get fine. her to 10,000 on Instagram? We're Seriously. still campaigning for this. We're going to, we're going to get there someday. All right. Here's our iTunes review. It comes from hot mama to seven. So Ooh. she sounds kind of like our get personal it, hero. She says, time well spent. Here we go. I first found this podcast when searching for ideas on how to get caught up on many years of photos to scrapbook. As I kept listening to the podcast that followed and the podcast after that and the podcast after that, this, that this podcast was, as it clearly claims, many ways and angles to, and insights on how to cultivate a good life and how fun it is for me as I do mindless tasks like dishes and laundry to feel part of your friendship as you joke and laugh, testify and teach and introduce your listeners to guests who gladly share their own powerful messages and talents. Some of these podcasts have even been life changing. Thank you. Oh, that's one of my favorite reviews I think I've ever seen. Also one of my favorite handles I've ever heard. Hot Mama, Hot to, Mama seven. to Seven. Get it, girl. I know. I love, love that. And I appreciate that so much. Um, you know, we've talked about this 
Uh, over the course of several episodes, but particularly in um, our one year, you know, celebration episode, which was episode 57. And we talked about the evolution of this whole brand and my business and then the podcast and how that's played into it. Yeah. And I'm so grateful that so many people get it, that this isn't that I'm not and we are not only about documenting and preserving memories. Yes, it's a very deep rooted part of my soul and a very deep part of both of our lives. But it doesn't have to always be about just that one specific thing. There are so many ways to cultivate a good life and record it. And we're about all of it. I think that actually your love of documenting comes from the fact that it brings you to a place of living life more intentionally. I think that's Mm -hmm. the heart of your love for documenting. That it's not really about the like thing. It's about the fact that you're living your life in an intentional way and recording it. I'm pretty sure we talked about that very concept in episode 33, why documenting matters, but truly it's cyclical. When you, I love that word. Cyclical is one of my favorite words ever. (laughs) It is cyclical. Cultivate a good life and record it because when you record your memories, Mm -hmm. it cycles right back to wanting to live with more intention. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So thank you, sweet hot mama to seven. I love that review so much. Okay. Let's hear a quick word about this week's sponsor. If you listen to our podcast often, you know that I reapply my lip gloss before we record every single time. It's a little bizarre because clearly you can't see me, but the reason I do it is because it gets me in the zone. It's crazy how something as small as a great gloss can help you feel like you have superpowers. This is a true story about her. So somewhere during this first year of podcasting, Proudfit's love of lip gloss has rubbed off on me like I was talking about earlier. I mean, I've been glossing it up for years, but never felt like it was really in any way a superpower. My feelings have evolved, guys. Yes. <laughs> One thing is certain. I am very particular about what products touch my lips. It cannot be sticky, short-wearing, or overpriced. You hear us rave about Shine Cosmetics all the time, and their lip gloss is another win in their amazing product line. I second not being able to handle the tacky gloss. Shine's lip gloss is buttery soft, long-wearing, affordable, and my favorite thing is the empowering and uplifting names they give all their colors. They are a brand that creates ex- exceptional products to uplift and empower women to look and feel their best. These glosses will not disappoint. And while you're shopping online, be sure to check out Shine's incredible long-lasting lip liners as well to bump your gloss up a notch. Of course, everything you buy at shinecosmetics.com is always at least 10% for you amazing listeners when you use the code Becky at checkout. And there is always free shipping on orders over $35. So the topic at hand is the morning routine. Why do you think we're even talking about the morning routine, Beck? Because seriously, I imagine it is for me, certainly, it is a tacky spot of my day. And there are times... A tacky spot? What yeah, does that like even it's, mean? It's a sticky spot. It's like, it, it's something that can totally set your tone for your whole day. Yes. Oftentimes, I'm rushed in the mornings. Yep. And when I'm rushed... I'm impatient Mm -hmm. and the kids feel stressed Mm -hmm. and we have found that sometimes I'm sending the kids out the door and not the way that I want to. Yeah. Does that make sense? And I don't think I'm alone here. Like you are not, it's hard. It's a hard thing. Yeah, no, that's okay. So let's, let's get really transparent about why we're talking about this because, because you're, you're totally correct. And I believe that a lot of people relate to that. You know how, when we have guests on the show, which ends up being about half of our episodes, right? Yeah. And how do, how do those topics get chosen? We ask the guest 
what is top of mind for you? What is like so ingrained in your heart right now in this moment of your life that you feel like you are able yeah. to passionately talk about? That's that's right. a behind the scenes insight on how we choose mm-hmm. topics is they choose them. When we choose topics and it's just the two of us recording, it's because what? Because one or both <laughs> of us is really either struggling with something yep. or we feel it tugging on our heart, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have been... Like you just spoke for yourself. I asked you, you very organically answered the question. I am telling you that this topic of the morning routine has been pulling at me like so, so much. And we talk a lot here on the show about paying attention to those nudges that you're feeling. Yeah. Those prompting, those those inklings, those whatever you want to call them, those feelings that you know you've got to make a shift and a change in your life in some way. Sometimes it's big and sometimes it's small. And lately, like for the past few months, I've really been feeling like the morning routine is something that seems small that could make a huge difference in my life. Oh, it totally could. Because like I said, it really sets the tone for the day. And if I'm being impatient, not even if it, it, there's not a big like situation that happens, but if I'm being more impatient than I want to be, I'm usually missing things like having a little spiritual thought in the morning mm-hmm. or, or praying with the kids. And I try to do all those things, but when I send them out the door and I feel like my performance as their mother was not where it needed to be, it's something that carries over. I feel sure guilt because I feel like I didn't send them out the door with like the protective loving hug that I should have. And, and I'm sure they're feeling it as I'm sending them into the stressful environment of school. And that might be a place where they're having anxiety or having to work hard or are Mm -hmm. uncomfortable. And it really just sets this whole wheel in motion that kind of gets you off like all day. Would you call it cyclical? Cyclical. (laughs) Yes, it is cyclical. It is cyclical. It really is. Here's why I'm very excited to talk about this. Why? Because I haven't figured it all out. So I want you to I know, have. <laughs> just kidding, I haven't. I want you guys to know, and I want you to know, Becky, that I'm not bringing this to the forefront of our minds and here as an episode, fully dedicated episode about the morning routine because I got it. I've arrived. Yeah. I've got it all figured out. I've got it down to a science. I've perfected the art of the morning routine in my life. Mm-hmm. No. In fact, quite the opposite. I am literally right now in the thick of experimenting with my morning routine. And that's why I'm so excited to talk about it because I'm going to share where I'm really doing well. I have figured some things out for myself. And of course, you know, this is all very, very personal for you, for me, for you, you know. Right. Um, But also... I will share where I am still struggling and what I'm currently working on because that to me is what cultivating a good life is all about is we are a work in progress Mm -hmm. and we have to continue to view ourselves as a work in progress and we are never at the point where it's like we've arrived, we've made it. That's not, that never happens. If we wait for that moment, um, obviously it's never going to come because what routine works this year may totally not work for next year. Totally. And we've actually gone through, you know, this Beck, but we've gone through um, a lot of different routines in the morning. We actually have a pretty dialed in routine right now. Mm-hmm. And actually a new thing, I don't even know if I told you about that. I'll tell you about at some point in this episode of a new tactic we're employing over the past. It's really only been like three weeks. Okay. Hey, we hang on to that little totally nugget. Totally. I will. Okay. Perfect. I'm glad that you're bringing this up because we are going to circle back to that. We're going to be talking about how it's always shifting. Yeah. So let me just kind of kick off a thought that we've all heard a million times, a million times. I just, I had never really implemented it truly, truly in terms of my personal and our family morning routine. And that is that if you fail to plan, 
What? You plan to fail. You plan to fail. I second the motion. Right. Most enthusiastically. Right. Well, the thing sure. is, is as intentional of a human being as I feel like I am, I feel like I have been slipping down in a very not intentional way with my mornings. Do you know what I sometimes... Slipping off the path. I don't know. What's my analogy here? I'm... Slippery slope. It's been a slippery slope. It is. It has been. But I feel like sometimes where this catches me is I feel like in my head I am planning Mm -hmm. and I forget that sometimes for especially littler kids... Mm -hmm. Or if we're being honest, middle-aged, middle-aged children. Middle that's, school. That's a nice school. But like <laughs> middle some children. things that are very intuitive for us as adults are still habits that are being developed for kids. So that is true. as where I'm like, well, duh, they're going to get up to their alarm and mm-hmm. brush their teeth and put on deodorant and get in the, sh- you know, do all the things. No. Those <laughs> habits are still forming. And so mm-hmm. I think sometimes I over like estimate what my children are planning to do. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like I'm not doing totally a good does. enough job walking them through exactly what it means to plan. And we still have a role in helping guide our children through forming those habits. And we also have a role in taking care of ourselves in the morning so that we are equipped to handle everything ahead of us for the day. For sure. It sounds like a tall order. It sounds overwhelming. And my goal is that as we have this conversation and this dialogue about the morning routine, that you really don't feel like this is um, kind of an overnight fix-it-all situation. So I've broken it down, and I have five key things that I have found for myself that are like the drops of secret sauce for planning. Secret sauce. (laughs) I love me some secret sauce. I do too. And sometimes... I want to hear other people's secret sauce. For sure. Not sometimes, all the time. I always am interested in what is working for other people. So this is coming from a personal place. I believe that most of these are applicable across the board. Yeah. Okay. So number one, make decisions ahead of time. Seems like the most basic human 101 thing. But Give me an example of what decisions you're talking okay. about. Do we suffer from from um, decision fatigue? You and I and everybody. All day long, listening. every day. Okay. I don't want to make any decisions. So what happens when I don't make decisions ahead of time about my morning? Can you envision what my morning might maybe recently has looked like if I don't plan ahead? I oh, didn't make yeah. any decisions. What, what do you think I do? I'm asking you to take a guess. What do you think I do? So if you're anything like me, um, you have a lot of thoughts running through your head because you haven't like honed in on any one thing that you're supposed to do. And okay. then you kind of just walk around from thing to thing. Yep. Never really accomplishing anything. Yep. And then it's noon and you're still not showered mm-hmm. and you haven't eaten lunch and you mm-hmm. don't even know what to eat for lunch and you mm-hmm. really accomplish nothing. Mm-hmm. And then you feel crappy. Mm-hmm. Okay. That sounds really oddly familiar. <laughs> I mean... Just saying. I think my friends have told me that's what happens to them. <laughs> I've heard somebody describe that about their morning. Okay. When I do not make make decisions ahead of time, that's exactly what my morning looks like, except you skipped one thing that I think 98% of our listeners will relate to. What's that? If I don't make decisions ahead of time and I'm not intentional about my morning mm-hmm. and I wake up, I immediately am I, am I blah, 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 blah. just like that, <laughs> just like that. I'm so glad we don't edit the show. I, me too. I actually like it. I'm on my phone. That's what I'm Ooh. trying to say. I'm on my phone. Am hmm. I aimlessly scrolling? No, I am not. I'm very intentional about like, I go to my inbox. I go and my, I check my Instagram, but I'm not a scroller on Instagram. If anyone knows me, I'm not a consumer. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a content creator. Yeah. And so what I do on Instagram is check for the latest comments so that I can respond to them or, you know, yes. I'm very engaged with my followers on Instagram. Okay, this is all very non-intentional. 
Mm-hmm. So when I say I intentionally go here and there and there, that sounds like a big lie to me, to myself. Yeah. That sounds like I'm convincing myself that it's actually justifiable to be on my phone when I first wake up. Now, I'm not saying that being on your phone first thing is necessarily bad or wrong or evil. I'm Although actually there not is going... actually quite a few studies to support that that is not I understand a good thing that. to do first thing. I, it totally is back upable. I'm just back not... upable. You're That's welcome. That's another good one. You're welcome. It's cyclical like and back upable. <laughs> We can back that up, but it is something that most people would agree is not necessarily the best habit. So that's what I'm saying. So when I talk about making decisions ahead of time, what I'm Mm. saying is decision fatigue is real and it's totally preventable. All we have to do is think ahead and make decisions ahead of time about this is what my morning routine will be. I've experimented with writing it down. Okay. Okay. That sounds slightly nerdy. I say, try it. I say go for it. Really? No, write really it down. Yeah. Write it down what time you will wake up and what you will do. Yeah. Write down the brushing of the teeth. Write down the shower. Write down when you're going to make your breakfast or help the kids or take them to school or do your workout or read scriptures or do some writing or whatever you feel is important in your morning routine. I invite you to consider writing down a schedule. And I'm not saying this is something that you stick with for a week or a month or the rest of your life. I'm saying just try writing it down. And that was really instrumental in me and actually thinking ahead and making decisions ahead of time. So Okay, can I tell you something? Yes, you may. I give you permission. So the thing that we're doing actually ties into this. Okay. Um, but I had like an aha moment just then. Ooh. So give it to me. That is what we've done with the kids. Is we've written out. Um, we don't give our kids allowance. It's just something that we don't do. But we started this new system where they have a checklist every morning, and some of those, you know, we're trying to promote like autonomous behavior. So getting up to your alarm by yourself without having to be prompted by mom or dad, getting in the shower, getting your teeth brushed, um, having, we, they have drink bottles that they have to fill up. So making sure that's done. Um, and just all these little things. And so we've actually done that. And then they get paid based on their time management skills and their completion of these behavior, you know, these habits Mm -hmm. autonomously, Mm -hmm. they get extra money if they do their chore that they have for the day before school. So anyway, trying to promote that. Yes, that is actually really good. Mm -hmm. I don't have this for myself. So I want you to think about it back. Right. I want you just to think about it as an adult, as a mom and a wife, as a family, you know, you're the family CEO. I want you to think about what that could look like if you just map it out, like literally on paper. Totally. And for me, as I did this and I don't do it anymore, but as I... I was sharing with you earlier, I'm experimenting lately. I'm experimenting with a lot of different things with my morning routine and I'm having so much fun with it. Yeah. And I'll tell you more why I'm having so much fun with it. Cause it's all about my attitude mm-hmm. and when I feel like I'm failing when I'm actually not. Um, but the reason why this was a game changer for me is because even when I wake up and I am not feeling it, Mm-hmm. And when I say feeling it, I mean feeling it to exercise or feeling it to do... Really, whoever wakes up and is feeling anything at the moment they some wake up. Some people do, Becky. Good for you. Because that is... That yeah, is but some people flipping do. flipping awesome. But I don't wake up generally feeling much of anything except, darn, I want to go back to bed. Correct. But <laughs> when you have made decisions ahead of time... Yeah. Then guess what happens when you're like, I don't know. You say, but I already decided. Right, it's already... Yeah. I already decided. And one of my favorite, favorite 
things that I have taught my children their whole lives. And I like to teach my little kids at church. I teach little um, nine and 10 year olds in church. And, and I say this lesson over and over and over, make decisions now so that when you're in the situation, yeah. you're not flustered at all. You don't have that fatigue. Cause no, it's not even you a decision. You're not, already you're made. not fatigued. You're not confused. You're yeah. not like wishy-washy. You literally have already made the decision. You know how much better your life is because you make decisions ahead of time. Yeah. Way easier. Okay. Secret sauce drop number two. Get it girl. Movement before motivation. Heck to the yes. Okay. So we talk about this a lot. Yeah. Okay? I'm just going to just briefly say what I mean and how this applies to the morning routine. Sometimes in that morning routine, you know in your heart that there is something that should be a part of the morning routine. I'm not going to fill in that blank for you. Yeah. Everyone knows what the thing is. There's something that is that you know would ground you and center you for the day. Don't think that just because you don't feel motivated, that that's a good excuse to get out of it. You or that it's not just, the right thing. Or that it's the right thing. That's a we good wait, point. We wait to feel really good about stuff mm-hmm. before we start when really generally you don't feel good about stuff till way after you start. Way after. Yeah. Living proof. I made a decision and because of my experimenting, I made a decision that no matter what, I would get out and I would move every day. Yep. Doesn't have to be a full hour. Doesn't have to be a big thing. It could be 20 minutes. But if I lace up my shoes and get out the door every day and do some sort of movement, that is a decision I made. Yeah. I don't have to decide whether or not it's going to happen. I already decided. Right. And so that movement comes before motivation because of course, when I wake up, I don't feel like that's the thing I want to do. I'm more motivated to like get into my inbox because that means I'm sitting still on the couch, kicking my feet up and getting to work, which is easier. Right. right? And so movement before motivation in all areas of your life, that's another drop that I want to add to the secret sauce bucket of what we're I love about. that. That movement before motivation is a game changer because it, it, it almost like gives you permission to do things that you don't feel like you want to do. It totally, it, it takes it from a place of like, what's wrong with me that I'm not motivated to do anything mm-hmm. to like, that's fine. The motivation isn't supposed to come till later. And I I'm glad it. you brought that up because people need the permission to understand and remember that it is okay if you don't feel motivated about something, it's yeah. totally fine. We're not going to feel motivated about all the things. Secret sauce drop number that was a weird it's secret sauce drop are these drops drops in the bucket of secret sauce they're dollops dollops they're dollops of wisdom dollop. <laughs> number three and it's reassess week to week this is what you were talking about yeah okay this is important because before you dive more into your example i just want to kind of set the stage here to remind all of us that the way that we lived our life last week, last month, and five years ago, 15, 20, 80 yeah. years ago, it is different than you right now in this moment. Totally. So just because one thing worked at a certain period of time does not mean it's exactly going to be the perfect fit for you right now. Yeah. So I don't believe that we should all figure out a morning routine that then is like the one that we stick with right. for the rest of Everyone our life. Everyone download the chart we're going to give you and then no. this will cure your problems. No, not at all. Yeah. In fact, I think that we should all consider that on every weekend, we reassess what this week's morning yeah, routine will look like. So what's your experience with experimenting? Well, we've tried lots of lots of things because I would like to think that I am wise enough to know all the answers that will apply perfectly to my family. You're pretty wise. Shocker, I'm not. Okay. Shocker. Also, um, circumstances change. 
Like mm-hmm. when I was going through chemo, we had a totally different morning routine that was for that time. Now we totally. have one son in high school, some in middle school, some in elementary school. And it's changed again because our needs in the morning are different. Um, one thing that's been really important to me, especially as my kids have gotten older, is remembering the thought behind the morning routine. It can't be about obedience and it's it can't be about doing it this way because that's the way to success. We've just told you like there isn't one way to be successful at this. And so including my children in that process of like, okay, our goal is to like have you be an independent adult. What can we like, what are your roadblocks? What, you know, why aren't you waking up to your alarm? What can we do to help that situation? It puts them in more of a problem solving mode and it becomes less of a control, a control struggle, like a power struggle. I agree. Anytime I engage in power struggles with my children, it's not good for them and it's not good for me. And rarely does it produce the desired result. Mm -hmm. So when it becomes more of a learning opportunity, it becomes more goal setting. And that for me has yielded much, much better results. And when, when my kids are picking their own course of how to accomplish their goals, they're much more dedicated to making it happen. Absolutely. They're invested. Yeah, they are for sure. Now, you know, to illustrate something that's a little bit more personal for me and my, and this principle that we're talking about with reassessing week to week, when I was experimenting and I thought I had it dialed in and I had it figured out, I was also noticing, this is pretty fresh and recent, okay? So mm-hmm. just stick with me here. So I was like, oh, this is good. I'm really good. I'm like, I've got it. I'm yeah. more consistent with my morning prayer and I'm more consistent with my morning exercise and I'm mm-hmm. feeling better. I feel like I'm tackling more in the day. Yeah. And then there were two things that it took me like a week or so and I was like, oh wait, I have really dropped the ball on this and this. One thing I was dropping the ball on was... I felt like I wasn't having very good intentional time with my kiddos in the morning before Mm -hmm. I took them to school. So I was so focused on the personal stuff, which we know that you got to like, you know, put the oxygen mask on yourself before you can help other people. Like we all understand that principle, but I was so hyper-focused on it that I missed an opportunity to really, like you were saying at the beginning of this episode, is really like arm my children before they go into a stressful situation, which is school social life, academics, all the things. And, um, and so I'm currently like focusing on that is like, how can I nurture myself, make sure I'm taking care of myself and also not missing that window of opportunity, which is actually quite small in the morning when you think about it. Yeah. So again, not trying to overwhelm anyone by like, we've got to do all the things for our family and our personal life and everything Mm -hmm. all in this like one hour of life. Um, but we, these are things to consider. The other thing that I had noticed is that I was realizing that my dinner preparation, which you know, has always been a struggle for me Mm -hmm. was not improving. So even though I was like better about my, my morning routine, I realized that was still not getting better. And you know why? Hmm. Because it wasn't being prioritized earlier in the day. And so I was still running into oh, the whole, like, it's four o'clock, four thirty, whatever. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I hadn't even thought about like, what is dinner going to be tonight? Hmm. And so that for me was another light bulb moment of, okay, it's great to dial it in. And also we have to reassess week to week. So currently at this very moment that we're recording, that is my current reassessment is what am I going to do to my morning routine slight adjustments yeah. so that I'm more intentional with my time with my children yeah, and so that the meals are figured out and planned, even if it's take, take out, right? right? But it's figured out early in the day, first things first, 
and then I can move on with my morning. Can I offer you a suggestion? Please. I will I take it. I think that with meal planning, where I found a lot of success okay. was if, well, first of all, I have for me, and this is totally for me, um, I get up and I am immediately moving. I This is just for our family. Because of Jameson having ADHD, one of the really good things um, for kids with ADHD is for them to have 70% protein for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, 70% of their meal be protein. And so for a long time, I've gotten up and cooked like full breakfast every day. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of shifted to that as a family. Um, very impressive. Well, it came out of, of necessity. Totally came out of but necessity. But it's still very impressive. So because yeah. that's part of my morning um, and some other things that we've put in place, I don't get to any of the me stuff until after I drop the kids off. And mm-hmm. I've literally made that like the decision. Like I, I kind it. of have to compartmentalize. And so I do the kids stuff. Then I do the me stuff, the dinner stuff. I found a lot of success with shifting my expectations and thoughts to basically meal planning in a way where I could, I have five meals that I have the stuff for and mm-hmm. I can create whatever I want to. And all of them take 30 minutes or less. So then when it's 4.30, I'm still fine. You're good. And I shifted mm-hmm. my thinking like that is kind of the reality of my life. And and that just felt better to me. I've always been inspired by your ability to put a homemade meal on the table on the daily. You know how sometimes we admire in people the thing that we s- struggle with? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so because that's still like something I, I'm getting yeah. better a little bit and then I still struggle also. And so I look at your family and I know that there's that dinner on the table every night that I'm like, oh. Well, it's not every night. Uh, it's probably like four nights. Okay. That's, yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Four out of five. But I think that you get in your head a little bit with like, well, homemade meal. And okay, so I have to get in the, and really like, it's as simple as like, well, we have the stuff for tacos and Mm -hmm. I know I'm going to make tacos one night this week. Mm -hmm. And that's So that's the thing though, is, is that's where I am is in terms of, because I think what's even more organized is planning a week in advance, right. Mm -hmm. And having the meals figured out. I used to be better about doing that. Like I know what the meals are this week, no matter which day they're going to happen. Right. Get the groceries. Or there's things that I always have. So Mm -hmm. I always know, like I can always bust out spaghetti and meatballs within 40 minutes. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to take that to heart and I'm going to really consider what that means for me. And I like, I like that you brought up something that actually segues perfectly into my next point, because you're talking about how the family stuff and your role as a wife and mom is what you do prioritize and you get it done first. And so once the kids are off to school and husband's at work, then you're doing your me stuff. Right. Which is awesome. That is not going to be the perfect formula for everybody. Totally. And so number four, what is it? What am I calling it? Um, dollops of awesome. Dollops of awesome, awesome sauce. secret sauce. Awesome secret sauce is establishing your intentions. And so your intentions and, and really identifying what those are. Yeah. And I don't mean like you're just listening to the podcast and you're like, yeah, that's a good idea. No, I mean like sit down with a pen in your hand yeah. and actually write down what the intentional thoughts are in your mind. So I'm well, just... and don't do every thought all at once. You can't be like, mm-hmm. I want to be perfect at dinner and I want to work out every day. And I like that. That's Mm-mm. not realistic. You have to pick like, that's why I love how you're saying the prioritizing because you have to prioritize 
what is most important. And that's why I said I was so excited is because I know I'm a work in progress. I know I haven't figured it all out, but I've been doing so good at certain things, which makes me feel yeah. like I'm going to be successful at implementing the other things. It's going to all fall into place and I'm not going to be perfect at all of it. But as things become habits, as actions become habits, mm-hmm. then you're able to add in more things to work on. For sure. But it's about implementing them so that they become habits. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so my intention, I'm going to tell you, I have a two-part intention because this is a very big umbrella, which then helps me to narrow down and get specific in my weekly reassessments. Right. Okay. So my personal intention is that I will nourish my mind, body, and spirit before anything else is prioritized in my day. Ooh. Now this doesn't have to be everybody's intention. I'm just telling right. you because you brought up intention. a really good point of like, yeah. you're taking care of the family stuff first right. because you know that once they're out the door, cause I'm really like, I'm very, I'm very inspired by what you're saying with that. Because for me, the reason why it was flipped for me is because I have a history years and years of running this company, for example, where right. if I didn't do my personal stuff in the morning, nothing happened. Exercise, right. personal stuff. Right. And so, and so that's why I've gotten into the habit of like, well, man, if I don't get this out anyway. Okay. So my family intention, and this is what I was saying, my intentions in two parts, my personal and my family, my family intention is that I will cultivate real connection with my family and be in the mornings. Okay. And be sure that dinner is dinner and gospel study is planned before anything else is prioritized in my day. And what that means for me, when you break it down is before I look at my inbox, before I do anything on my phone, I I haven't mastered this one yet. I'm telling you where I'm working. Okay. Is that I will have a plan and know when and how dinner and our intentional family time. And we we like to talk about the gospel and read scriptures or have prayer together, whatever that looks like that I know when and how it's going to happen. Once Mm -hmm. I know it, the plan is in place, then I'm giving myself that permission to then get into the other stuff. This is just discipline, guys. So when you're talking about like gospel study, we'll just go there Mm -hmm. because I think that's something that we really idealize in our head, but really dinner fits into that too, is I think making it stuff that's actually attainable. For instance, we're the same way in our house. We like to read the scriptures and talk about how we can help each other to become better and to be better servants and and to do all these things. And that's a crucial part of our day, really the most important part of our day. Sometimes the plan is, is that's accomplished on a car ride to an activity or, you know, I think sometimes in the past I've gotten so like, well, we all have to be home and sit down with our scriptures open, Mm -hmm. ready to learn and study together. I've absolutely had that idea in my head. And then if I can't have that, I'm like, well, forget it. Right. And now I'm more like, hey, look at this awesome YouTube video about this person in Uganda that helps somebody. And let's talk about how we can be better in our community. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of times I had to scale back to really make it work for our family because idealistic behaviors and thoughts are just don't serve anyone because there's no human being that could actually do it. It's not only idealistic, but it's the all or nothing mentality. Yes. And, and I know that I'm not alone in that, Mm -mm. that, um, way of thinking. Well, let's take it to another example. If you don't relate to the scripture study stuff, how many times have you been like having a great weekend and thought, I'm going to start a diet on Monday. And so I'm going to eat all the crap I can right now because Mm -hmm. it's fine because I have a plan to start Monday, (laughs) Uh but then the crappy eating like continues because then it goes to the next Monday and then you're in like a total free fall, Mm -hmm. right? Because you're waiting for that like precious, perfect moment of everything to come together. Again, 
movement before motivation. Totally. Applies in all of the ways. Every situation, all the time. For sure. So, you know, to kind of wrap up the thoughts about establishing your intention, this is what beginning with the end in mind means for establishing a healthy morning routine. So when I think about the end, I'm thinking about the whole day. That's my end in this scenario. I'm Mm -hmm. thinking about how do I feel all day long? What does my day feel like and look like? And how will I feel when my head hits the pillow that night? Mm, yeah, I, I want to feel, and I know you know this for yourself too, because we talked about this quite a lot, but when my head hits the pillow, I want to feel accomplished. I want to feel fulfilled. I want to feel happy and healthy and balanced and well-connected. I don't want to feel perfect. But deeper than that, what do all those things bring you? Well, joy and freedom and peace. And peace. what do you mean? That's what all of yeah. the, the peace, what we're all seeking after. Mm-hmm. Like you want to feel accomplished. Of course you want to feel accomplished, but you want to feel accomplished because it brings you peace. Right. So when you lay your head down at night, you're like, right. I did and good. I also don't want to put words in other people's mouths. And so as a listener, I want you to think what is the feeling that you want to have at the end of the day. I believe that most people probably do want to feel something similar. They do yeah. want to feel good in general, right? We're all trying to cultivate a good life. What if um, you changed your goals though? Like let's take it back to gospel study. So what if instead of, you know, being idealistic with our goals, what if your intention as you're starting out with these little behaviors that turn into habits that you can build upon, what if your intention was to engage in a gospel discussion or to talk, like make it something so attainable. That's so much more so attainable. easy that yeah. that you can build upon it and instead of setting your intentions of like things that are really really difficult well it's a one word change when you said that i'm mm-hmm. like man that's not gospel study yeah right study sounds a little bit more like the idealistic we're all sitting around with our scriptures open and having a 30 minute conversation right maybe it's a having a gospel moment having a gospel moment maybe i love that it is. because yeah. when you start having those moments and those moments become a natural part of your day mm-hmm. a you're going to be looking for more times to have more and and those moments turn into those conversations, Absolutely. right? Oh, I'm so inspired Just about a that. Thought. So we all... Same are... with dinner. What if your goal for dinner was eat dinner? <laughs> Seriously, though. <laughs> no, I know. Like, what know. if your That's goal for a week cause... was like, we're going to eat dinner? There's going to be food that goes in our bodies. There's going to be food in our mouths around the time <laughs> of dinner. And then you build upon that goal. Right. And then you build and you build and you build. Which doesn't have to look like a homemade from scratch meal that we've no. talked about so many times. I mean, my homemade meals are like... <sighs> Sometimes frozen raviolis, which is that I make a little special with basil flakes. <laughs> See, that's fancy. It is fancy. Okay, so is everyone good on this? We're we're gonna be we're gonna be more intentional about having attainable goals yes. with what our intentions are for the day. Okay, I'm feeling good about that. When we identify our intention, it helps us to focus on what we want out of a morning routine. And of course, like we're saying, this is so very, very personal. But when I've done this, it has helped me to realize that my very unintentional phone time was not serving me. Mm-hmm. So as we wrap up this point, I just want to say, I love technology. I love my phone. I love social media. We both do. Mm-hmm. We use it for good. We think that there's a lot of good that happens with it. But I'm working currently in this week on better discipline so that I don't touch social media specifically until the big rocks are put in. You know the analogy I'm talking about? Totally. Big rocks go in first. And well, let's medium explain size. the analogy. Okay, so yeah, you have a pile of rocks, okay? And you have a big mayonnaise jar. All different sizes of rocks. All different sizes. So okay. if you put the rocks in like... Haphazardly. Haphazardly. 
Yeah. There's a bug in this room. Okay. <laughs> if you put the rocks in haphazardly, it won't all fit. Yeah. Okay. If you put the rocks in with the biggest, then the next biggest and down to the sand, everything will fit. But the only way it fits is if the biggest rocks are in place first. It's the only way. This is a huge principle that we've talked about probably more than any other life principle in our family. Yeah. Because, and we've done it physically. If you want a good, um, uh, object lesson to do with your family, do this activity and put those things, make sure they all fit in the jar first, the proper (laughs) way, and then have your kids put in the small rocks first. Yeah. Or haphazardly or, or the, the medium size. Yeah. And you will see like it literally cannot fit in. Yeah. But if you do get your big rocks put in first and then medium and then small and sand or whatever, it all fits. And that's the point here. First things first, you have to get the most important things done. And that's how I am personally feeling right now is it surprises me how difficult it is to not get on my phone in the morning. Yeah. They are so good. We know this technological experts and engineers are so good at making these addictive features. And we all know that, but I have justified so much of why I'm like, but it's okay because I'm doing good things with my work. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where it's like, no, it's actually not serving me at all. And guess what will happen if I wait like one second until after the kids are at school. And then I get to that. You know what I mean? I love that you said too that really bringing it back to like, does social media doing it at that moment serve your intention, which is having peace, feeling that accomplishment and peace when you lay your head down at the pillow. You know what I mean? Like, does that, does that moment of social media contribute to your peace? Probably not as much as connecting with your children or, and by the way, I'm going to do the social media at some point during the day anyway, because it's part of my workflow. It's part of what I do. And it's important to me, but do I need to do it first thing in the morning? Probably Heck no. to the no. And like you said, there are studies to back that up, right? Okay, let's move on. My final dollop of awesome sauce. Love it. Okay. Is be aware of the obstacles and expect them. Okay. Dang it, obstacles. I know. I really just They're so they important none. though. We've got to have the obstacles. We've got to feel challenged. We have to have that opposition. There is opposi- opposition in all things. In our efforts to cultivate a good life through our morning routine, I am convinced that most of us will encounter two huge obstacles, distraction and discouragement. Ooh. Would you agree? Check, check. Right. Okay. So the number one distraction that I have felt is what I've shared. Yeah. Okay. Now, you know, what's interesting Hmm. is on Instagram the other day, because I was preparing for this episode, I asked on social media, on Instagram specifically, if you could eliminate one thing from your morning routine, don't even think much about it. Just instinctively tell me what's the one thing. 95% of the people said phone slash tech slash social media, mostly social media. Hmm. That was really, really surprising because everyone knows it. I don't know that we're all thinking about it intentionally though. Well, because like it goes back to your first point. If you don't make the decision, you end up getting into these, these patterns of just what you do. Your default mode is to just reach for your phone and you you don't even think about it. It's just what you do. It's totally default mode. And that is what I'm hoping that we're all feeling a little bit more encouraged to do is be the opposite of default mode and be more intentional. So I want you to think about one thing that you would feel would be good to eliminate from your morning routine. It doesn't have to look like social media. No, hold on. I'm just, I'm just talking about elimination right now. Okay. So elimination for some people, it could look like caffeine. Ooh, that was some, I uh, will not be eliminating that from so, my morning. But that's what but I'm yes. saying. It's a very personal choice. Yes. And for some people, they were able to identify with something that, 
um, that they knew instinctively mm-hmm. on a very personal level, I don't need this in the morning. Well, and isn't that funny because I'm guessing listeners, I know what I'm feeling like I need to change in my morning routine. And I bet you're having that thought, that pull of like, mm-hmm. Ooh, and Becky said that I, something immediately came top of mind. I hope so. And that's the thing you need that's to be, thing. you need to be looking at. This isn't something that you have to spend hours thinking about. You right. probably instinctively, you know, yeah. yeah. And it's already come to your head, even if you tried to not think it, cause it's probably <laughs> uncomfortable and sounds scary. And I'm speaking from experience. Cause the thing I think I'm supposed to do is I wake up early, but I think I need to wake up even earlier. I was going to ask if you were willing to share and you just shared. Yeah. I think I need to wake up even earlier, mm-hmm. um, which sounds, I mean, gall waking up before 7 a.m. a few years ago sounded like torture. Now we're talking about getting into some uncharted territory with early (laughs) wake-ups. But I think I really do because sometimes, like today, I find myself a little bit rushed. um, And And it didn't serve you well. It it didn't serve me well. And I feel like one of my kids went off to school. um, He Mm. got reprimanded for mm-hmm. his lack of motivation mm-hmm. in getting himself out of bed. And so, anyway, I feel like the thing I need to do really is to prioritize, um, getting to bed earlier so mm-hmm. that I can get up earlier. Okay. You're feeling it. And I don't want to, but I'm going you're to feeling do it. it. And does it scare you a little bit? It does because Yay! I know it's going to be uncomfortable. Getting <laughs> up early is not comfortable. Going to bed and not getting work done is not comfortable for me. I know. Tell me about it. So yeah, so, it's going to be an uncomfortable yeah. change that needs to happen, but you know what? It's going to contribute. It's cyclical because I'm going to go to bed earlier so that I can wake up earlier. So that, that night I can have more peace. I'm really proud of you. And then I'm going to be able to go to bed earlier and wake up earlier. It's going to be great. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. It's shocking to me how uncomfortable I have felt trying to not get on my phone first thing in the morning. Again, I've been through stages where I've actually been really good about this, Mm -hmm. but lately, slippery slope, falling back into the habit, it's not serving me. It's not bad and evil. It's just not serving me well. And yes, there there is data to back up like that it is Mm -hmm. really bad. It's actually (laughs) also not good. It's really not good. Yep. For real. But, um, okay. So we talked about that the, um, distraction is a very real thing and we're all easily distracted by certain things. Discouragement is the other thing. Now, discouragement is going to be natural when we don't get it right. Which we won't get it right because we're practicing. Yes, exactly. And so I am telling you right now, do not get discouraged. Yes, you're going to mess up. Yes, you're still going to struggle with the things that you are still doing in your morning routine that you feel like you shouldn't be doing, but you keep slipping back into old habits. Yes, discouragement is very, very tempting to feel. And I'm telling you right now, don't let yourself feel it. Remember that you are a beautiful work in progress. That is the whole point of cultivating a good life. Can I like give, give us some tough love right now? Do it. I think sometimes discouragement is an indulgence and is a cop-out because we can feel ourselves Mm. going down a slippery slope of like, Mm. oh, I suck at this. And then for me, the immediate thought that follows is I'm just not a morning person. I'm just, that's just not who I am. Oh, I've heard that. And that discouragement Mm -hmm. becomes a crutch, becomes the cop-out of me pushing past something. Wow. And I love you. And I'm mostly speaking to myself here. I'm just saying, like, really look at discouragement. You're not being acted on by discouragement. You're allowing it to come in. That's a good point. You are not being acted upon. 
Thank you for throwing that in there. All right. So that's that fifth dollop was being aware of these obstacles and expect them. Okay. All right. Now this is how I want to round out this episode. I have come up with an acronym. Bless your heart. You're welcome. Love it. I have an acronym that spells morning and morning, each of those letters, M-O-R-N-I-N-G, um, represent seven questions to ask yourself when you consider what you want in your morning routine. We will not expand deeply on all of these points. Right. I'm just going to ask you the questions. Now, Becky doesn't know these questions. I don't. I'm actually, this is pretty precious though. I kind of love it. Thank you. <laughs> Go ahead. I am precious. You right? are. <laughs> so Becky, I would like for you to... Go along with this, and if you feel impressed to actually answer this question in the moment, okay, on the spot, for any of these questions, go for it. Otherwise, okay. I'm just going to go, okay? Go for it. M is for movement. Yes. So the question you're asking yourself is, what kind of movement feels best for my morning routine? Uh, hiking the mountain behind my house after the kids go to school, but before I do anything else, before I start working. Great. Great. Weighted, and you guys, it could look like stretching. It could look like what, running around your, your house. Yeah, cleaning it, your house. I mean, just, but movement. If mm-hmm. you are physically able to move, and we, I understand that not 100% of people have the physical ability to do this, really, truly. Um, but most of us do. If you can move, for crying out loud, I need you to move in the morning. I actually, need to move in the morning. There is like, there's a lot of occupational therapy data to support that when your body moves, it actually organizes your thoughts. Like your brain fires better. So if I do that before I open my laptop and start yes. work for the day, yes. I probably will be a more effective worker. Bam, 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 bam. Oh, is for omit. What is something that I should omit from my morning routine? Okay. So think about that for yourself. We already gave some examples. Sleeping. I should omit <laughs> sleeping. Just no. think on yeah. that one. Okay. Yeah. Just think on it. R is rest. What can I do to ensure that I wake up as rested as possible? I know your answer in case you want me to go tell ahead. you. Tell me. You need to go to bed earlier. I do need to go to bed earlier. Because that will ensure that you are, because you can't, you can't wake up any later than you already are. You have a desire to wake up earlier. So if you wanted to wake up earlier and you need to wake up rested, well, then the math tells me <laughs> maybe I need to go to bed earlier. Okay. Yep. All right. All right. The N is number one priority. What would be the number one thing that is the most important priority for me to accomplish in my morning routine this week? Now, the mm. reason I say this is because we all know that the, you know, the root of the word priority has gotten like way, like way off track in our society because we say priorities and it's not supposed to be multiple. It's supposed to be. I never thought about that. Yes. And that's the, that's the whole origin. I can't tell you which language, but that is the origin of the word priority is that it's supposed to be only one thing. Mm. Now, obviously I'm not going to only accomplish one thing in my morning, but the question that I'm asking us to consider for ourselves is if there is only one thing that I would say is the most important thing that I prioritize in my morning routine just this week, don't think about the whole life. Right. Okay. Just this week, what would the one thing be? So it could be something that's physical or mental or emotional or spiritual or relational or right. Whatever. Okay. Whatever. I is intention. What are my intentions for my morning routine this week? And another I to go with this. What does my intuition tell me? Because I think that intuitively, instinctively, we can feel the thing that we've got to either do or eliminate. Yeah, for so, sure. But you got to set the intentions. Don't just like, this is not a passing thought. Really sit down, pen in hand, and write down So I'll intentions. tell you my intention do it. is less 
rushing is less the stress and anxiety that comes from rushing. Which ties back to waking up earlier. Which ties back which to waking ties up back earlier. Which ties back to going to bed earlier. Yes, which ties back to a lot of other things. But that is my intention is I want less stress and tension in the morning. It's all cyclical. Yes. <laughs> N, the second N in morning is nourishment. What can I do this week in my morning routine that will nourish my body or spirit or soul or whatever? Like which part of you feels like it really needs to be nourished? What can mm. you do? So classic example, I've been working on hydrating in you the morning. have been working I've been on working, hydration. as you know, in general hydrating, but Never has, have I been drinking water in the morning until recently where I really, I know back. Wow. I know. And, and I think I've lost 40 pounds just to, I'm kidding. <laughs> Don't even. Cause I hydrate like a boss. Yeah, you really do. And, but hydration for me, I could tell intuitively, right. Mm-hmm. That I needed that hydration to begin earlier. Yeah. So yes, I was having a protein shake. I've actually been doing really, really well with that. Very consistent ever since I went to Mobara back in May. Mm-hmm. I've been really consistent not having cereal anymore because I have a lifetime of cereal eating in the morning. Guys, um, I'm, I mean, I'm going to get backlash for this. Cereal is really a bad thing to eat in the morning. It's it a bad thing to feed your kids in the morning. And I'm saying that with love in my heart. I'm very judgmental. No, it's not judgmental. It's science. Like it is very <laughs> hard to fill your body with that and then have any kind of like stamina and clarity and clarity and, yeah. and well, cereal's great for like after school snack. Yeah. But if, but if you want to change something in the morning, like nutritionally adding uh, protein in has been a game changer for us. I'm not feeling judged for this. I'm not. I'm not feeling offended. I'm not feeling judged. It's something I want to work toward. I want to be better about my kids not having cereal in the morning. Guess what? I grew up eating every single morning. Me too. Me too. I know. I and that's what's hard oatmeal. is that it's like societally and mm-hmm. also personally and from a family culture Well, and standpoint. hey, listen, if your kids oh. are eating cereal and not having any problems and everything's running perfectly in your home sure. all day long best of luck to you. Like that's wonderful for me. Like that actually really changed and it probably depends on the biology of your children and whatever. But same with me. If I eat a bowl of cereal in the morning, I feel sick all day. Like that's that's just just why I've been able to change this habit and stick with it is I feel so much better. Totally. I just feel better. And I never felt sick with it. That's why I ate it every morning, but yeah. All right. So nourishment, whether that's hydration or what you eat or what you, even how you nourish your spirit, your soul, right. meditation, music, silence, um, writing, reading. I mean, you will know what that means to nourish yourself. The G is for good life. How can I design a morning routine that will help me to cultivate a good life the whole rest of the day? That's kind of just the bow that you're tying on top of all of this. Right. And also, I'm just trying to make the G work. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, get it, girl. Get, get it, girl. girl. You know what? If Becky came up with this this uh, acronym, get it, girl, would have been the G. I might change that one, but I do have a bonus. Ooh. It could be morning, but we're going to go morning. Okay. There's an S at the end. Okay. <laughs> all right. I just wanted to make the Let's list see. one more bullet point longer. Okay. I, and I'm giggling, but I mean this is in all sincerity, and then we're wrapping this up. S is for service. By establishing an awesome morning routine, I know that I will be better equipped to serve others. So the question I'm asking myself is, as I think about and reassess my weekly routine for the, you know, the morning routine for the week is who shall I serve this week? And sometimes it's in 
my own home and sometimes it's not. And I, and sometimes it's online. I feel like I'm better equipped with a more intentional morning routine to serve others. And what are we here to do guys? Hello, serve others. Why? That's why we're Because here. it serves your intention. It serves mm-hmm. your intention of having peace mm-hmm. and contentment. Can I offer you a thought? Do it. What if you viewed the things you're doing in the morning as service? What if like mm-hmm. I viewed the things I'm already doing? I get up and I cook breakfast for my family every day. I love that so that much. That service. It totally Maybe is. Maybe I'm not letting myself bask in the glow of the service a that I'm already rendering and B if I view the changes I'm making as service to my family guys, there's nothing I, there's nothing I would not do for my children. There is nothing that would be too hard that I would not, would not do it for them. If I view my getting up earlier in that light, Mm. it might change how I feel about it. Or if I look at how you just frame that and how that shifted the way that you think of the, the idea of waking up earlier. Yeah. Cause that is hard and it's a little uncomfortable or even serving yourself. Like, and that's what I was going to ask you. Right? Can you give me an example of what it might look like to serve yourself? This um, week? I think sometimes as moms, we get a little bit, um, I don't know. We feel guilty about doing things for ourselves. We feel right? guilty about a lot of things. A lot of things. I'm a lot of it. guilt going on. Stop that. Um, with the hiking of the mountain, it feels like a much more loving act when I'm mm. like, oh, I'm doing this great service for myself and my totally. body. That is that is leading with love. It's not leading with guilt. It's not leading with expectation. It's leading from a place of genuine love. And the result and of love is more service, more service. You're able, like you were saying, to provide your community and the people in your family and the friends. Like I can't do that if I'm not leading from a place of love. And don't you feel that framing it that way and, and speaking of hiking the mountain is completely different in your experience than doing it to check a box? Totally. Because the emotion that comes from me completing a checking of the box is usually not peace. But if I don't check the box, it's like a massively negative emotion. Do you get what I'm saying? Absolutely. I don't want to focus on if I don't do it, then I suck. What if I focus mm-hmm. on when I do this? Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Absolutely. Get a pen out, sisters, because I'm going to tell you what morning stands for. M is movement. O is omit. R is rest. N is number one priority. I is intention. N is nourishment. G is good life or get Get it, girl. girl. (laughs) And S is service, which you're already doing. You're already serving others and you're serving yourself. And we want you to be better at acknowledging it. And I'm so glad that you brought that up. And, um, and those four dollops or sorry, those five dollops of secret sauce are number one, making decisions ahead of time. Number two, movement before motivation. Number three, reassess week to week. Number four, establish intentions. And number five, be aware of the obstacles and expect them. I'm really grateful for the opportunity that we have to talk about things that are so a part of what helps us to cultivate a good life because Mm -hmm. we really feel the community here. We really, really feel that we can tell and feel, and we hear from you and we see your messages and we interact with a lot of you and we are rising together. All of us, we are rising and we are shining. And that is what this community is about is as we are striving to cultivate a good life, we're in it together. And as always, we're cheering you on in those efforts. And we thank you for carving out the time to listen and for joining us in this continued conversation about cultivating a good life. Nothing we have said is more important than the specific things you have felt 
that are personal for you. And you know that we invite you to write down those promptings that you feel, and most importantly, act on them. We love you. We are cheering you on and we look forward to being with you next week. Bye-bye. Bye guys. better better okay i really thought that episode with the kids was cute i did too i'm super impressed who taught you how to do this podcasting i thought it was so cute lucy listened to it with one airpod in vomiting in a bag on the airplane (laughs) it really put her to put her to sleep actually (laughs) the comforting sound of listening to herself listening to herself (laughs) be successful what are you looking at it's 61 I know, but it was throwing me off because of the red. Mm. Never mind. D- don't matter. Don't, don't, don't matter. That don't matter no much. <laughs> don't matter no more. <laughs>